Hi there. You're listening to 87.6 FM, our Polo Bay Radio, the Wellness Couch with Katarina Morrison. And we're back. Um, now, knowing that many individuals are highly stressed at the moment with the current issues, um, I thought I'd talk tonight about adaptogenic herbs. They're a real warrior um, in any health practitioner's dispensary to combat stress and anxiety and uh, the deadlines that we all have. Now, let me set the scenario. Deadlines are having a party on your calendar, your bestie is having a meltdown, your car is in the shop and, uh, yeah, you're out of toilet paper, which are real first world issues for all of us in this current climate. But meanwhile, your heart is racing and you can't concentrate. Hello, stress. Now, before you reach for that piece of comfort food or guzzle down that fourth latte, there's another way to cope with the pressure and that is the adaptogens, the herbs that... um, that uh, we're blessed to us. Now, adaptogens can help your body adapt to life's doozies. These amazing herbs aid our bodies in reacting to and recovering from both short and long-term physical and mental stress. So some also boost the immunity and overall well-being. Now, research does show that adaptogens can combat fatigue, enhance mental performance, ease depression and anxiety, and help you thrive rather than just muddle through the day. Now, um, so whether you're training for a marathon, enduring a marathon uh, study session, or even just sprinting through a stressful midday meeting, adaptogens may be the key that you've been looking for. Our current climate is currently throwing many challenges at all of us. Most individuals are feeling highly stressed, and I can tell you as a health professional, I've encountered so many patients in this state. So the antidote I normally reach for in my dispensary um, as a therapeutic strategy is adaptogens. If our body and mind has a biological boost, like adaptogens, in order to cope better with stress, then we will be less likely to actually get sick. Adaptogens enhance our ability to come into um, moderation or into balance. So when we face a stressor, whether it's physical or mental, What normally happens is our bodies go through what's called uh, the general adaptation syndrome. And it has three stages um, of a response. You've got the alarm stage, you've got the resistance stage, and then, unfortunately, you have the exhaustion stage. So adaptogens help us stay in that resistance phase um, just that little bit longer. So via a stimulating effect that holds off the exhaustion. So... What that means is instead of crashing in the midst of a stressful moment or task or event, um, we attain equilibrium and we can actually soldier on. Now, like a mini vaccine, some adaptogens appear to inoculate us to stress and help us cope. When we can adapt to stress, we actually do perform better and we also feel better despite what, uh, what is stressing us out. And with that, we can also improve our health and well-being. So when you're stressed, your adrenal gland releases a stress hormone, and you probably all know this by now, cortisol, which then energises you to tackle an emergency, you know, to run from the um, saber-toothed tiger or, or something that's actually bothering you or from your boss in the office. But too much and too often is usually really bad for our bodies. So cortisol is often the culprit for weight gain, especially around the belly area. So when you actually reduce stress with adaptogens, you actually reduce stress hormones and hence their effect um, on on your weight. So adaptogens have the potential to help indirectly with other issues like pain, digestive concerns, um, it helps you sleep better or with your insomnia and um, much more. So stress does set off a cascade of physical responses that can really affect your immune function 
Um, it can affect your hormones, the way you think, you know, your cognitive function system, and even your internal clock, which we call the uh, circadian rhythm. And if those stresses do persist, that is what normally leads to chronic illness. Um, now, each adaptogen has a different effect on the body. So the choice of which you will take will depend on the result that you're actually looking for. For example, um, if, you're, if you're frazzled, if a patient walks in and they're frazzled and fried, um, withania or, or ashwagandha might be the ticket to both um, energise and actually relax that patient. So um, there's some beautiful adaptogens that we've got there out there and you've probably heard a lot of them. Um, there's uh, Panax ginseng, we've got withania, astragalus, uh, cordyceps, we've got uh, luthrococcus, which is Siberian ginseng, um, licorice root or glycorrhiza, rhodiola and shisandra. So I'll just be probably talking about five of those um, tonight just so we can um, keep it within that hour. You, you also, um, don't forget, there's also some beautiful ones um, such as holy basil, which is also called Tulsi, and even turmeric, which boosts brain function and reduces depression, can actually be called um, an adaptogen of the way it actually modulates, modulates your body at the moment. So um, uh, adaptogens are actually herbal pharmaceuticals, so they work to counteract the effects of stress in the body. And uh, like I said, stress causes very real physical changes in the body, including harming the neurological, endocrine and immune system. So um, these adaptogens have the stimulant properties to actually help you counteract these harmful effects. Now, they were first um, developed and studied during World War II. Scientists were actually looking for a way to help healthy pilots work at even greater levels, as they normally do, um, push their boundaries. So basically, they were looking for a superhero pill that would let the pilots um, fly better, faster and for longer periods of time. And they thought they found it in the form of adaptogens. So the Soviet Union actually published military studies about a stimulant called shisandra, which is an amazing herb that was actually used. It was found that the berries and seeds eaten by um, some of those hunters, they reduced their thirst, hunger and exhaustion, and it even improved their ability to see at night. So um, a real super herb. Adaptogens work at the molecular level. Um, they regulate a stable balance in, in uh, what we call the hypothalamic uh, pituitary and adrenal glands, you'll probably know that as HPA, these are actually involved in the stress response. They work by um, hacking the stress response in the body. So typically when our bodies are stressed, we go through three stages, like I said, the alarm, um, the resistant and exhaustion phase. And as we encounter the stressor, um, our body responds, responds by kicking out hormones like adrenaline that improve muscle performance and increase our ability to concentrate and pay attention to the actual tasks that we've got in front of us. Now, our body is literally resisting the stressor. Um, so we, we feel energized and clearer thanks to our body giving us a boost to fight the actual stressor. And then though, as we do fatigue, which is like a stage three, we enter into the exhaustion phase. And this is when adaptogens are fantastic. They actually basically stretch out that sweet spot in the middle that phase of resistance, allowing us to hang out in the powerful part much longer. So adaptogens have been studied in both animals and isolated um, neuronal cells. And what they found, researchers have found that they have um, several effects on the body and they're neuroprotective, 
Um, they're anti-fatigue properties. They've got antidepressive effects and they are a stimulant um, for central nervous system. So we'll talk about the different adaptogens because they're, they're ones like a cream ginseng, which are quite stimulating and very yang and Siberian ginseng, which are more suited, um, very gentle and very suited to um, predominantly women too. And they do increase a mental um, work capacity too. Uh, they enhance attention and prevent stress and fatigue. And that all sounds too good to be true, right? But um, according to research on adaptogens, they are actually as good as they actually sound. Now, just remember that um, you, you, with adaptogens, you do have to uh, time it right too. So for most individuals taking uh, stimulating adaptogens like uh, radiola, you're best to take it earlier in the day before 3 p.m. to align with the body's natural rhythms. And um, you've got to, you probably should check with your health practitioner anyway. So we're designed to be live wise in the morning and to rest by early evening. So that would work perfectly um, if you're an early rise up and then you go to bed um, in the early evening. But calming adaptogens like um, like I mentioned previously, like holy basil or tulsi, they can be both taken in the daytime and before bed. However, they aren't as strong um, enough to have a sedative effect. Now, you can use adaptogens for a few days or weeks to get through a busy time at work or that, that schedule that you've got. You can take them for a stretch of um, like chronic chaos uh, when life just keeps handing it to you. Um, but you do need to rotate the type of adaptogen you're using after six weeks, though, um, so that your body can benefit from the subtle differences amongst the actual herbs. Now, don't rely on adaptogens instead of, um, of, of taking sleep or taking good care of yourself. Use them to cope with intense periods, like, you know, during the holidays, when you've got final exams, when you're doing your taxes, if it's a really current stressful time for you. Um, and just stay gently energised for, for the long term. Personally, I, I definitely love my adaptogens. I don't feel the same without them. In fact, I would say that I didn't realise how much stress I was holding on to until I was helped back into balance with these adaptogens. Now, my patients would agree with me too, as I keep running out of adaptogens from my dispensary. Um, but with as with any drug or supplement, adaptogens do have side effects, interactions and contraindications. So do your research, uh, speak to a health practitioner, especially regarding any health um, current health conditions. Now, let me go into uh, some of the adaptogens that um, I was talking about previously. So just for example, we've got uh, Siberian ginseng. So it's quite a hardy shrub, um, a native to southeastern part of Siberia. That's where it actually gets its name from. So um, well adapted to the Pacific Northwest of the United States. And it's a deciduous plant and it grows to about um, a height of 10 feet or three metres. And uh, it bears three to seven tooth leaflets on each stem. So the dried root is what we actually use in herbal medicine. And it's in the fa uh, same family, believe it or not, um, as to Korean or red ginseng. So the use of Siberian ginseng, like I said, uh, dates back to about 2000 years, but it was rediscovered in Siberia in 1855. So that's why they do now call it Siberian ginseng. Now, it's considered to be an adaptogen in that it normalises the body, uh, body's functions. It actually inhibits the stress response by reducing the activity of um, what happens in the adrenals. So it's an immune stimulant, and that is especially useful for preventing infection uh, during times of intense physical activity and prolonged periods of stress like uh, we currently are seeing. The herb stress-fighting and depression-relieving 
um, capacities make it actually useful in the treatment of uh, such um, orders such as ADD. And in addition, it's versatile um, it's versatile to give it to uh, training as a training aid for athletes as well. So it actually supports the body by helping the liver detoxify harmful toxins. And this is where it comes into its own. Um, so whether you're going through chemotherapeutic agents or uh, radiation exposure, it actually does protect the liver from those uh, harmful toxins. So the actual preliminary studies in Russia have confirmed that the use of the herb for people that are undergoing chemo or radiation for cancer, um, it does really help alleviate side effects and it helps the bone marrow recover more uh, quickly as, as well. So um, one of the main things though, that we do see and we utilise it for, particularly um, talking about it tonight, is depression and stress. So the research has shown that it does stimulate resistance to stress. And in a stressful situation, the adrenal glands actually reduce, um, like I said to you, the, the cortisol and adrenaline, which initiate the fight or flight response. So when these actual hormones are depleted, though, the body reaches um, what we call term three of stress, which is an exhausted phase. And Siberian ginseng delays that actual exhausted phase and it allows a more efficient release of um, hormones, a more gentle release. So it's um, used to treat problems with concentration and sensitivity to um, even environmental st stresses such as you know the noise, the drafts, and even the changes in weather that we're experiencing. It helps people who suffers from um, who suffer from clinical depression, and it also eases depression directly by balancing um, the neurotransmitters in serotonin, dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine and uh, other brain chemicals that uh, actually determine your mood as well. So fantastic um, uh, herb. Now, it is available as um, an extract or tablet or even a tea. Um, you can get bottled ginseng tonics, but you really need to make sure that the product actually contains real Siberian ginseng, which we term um, in the herbal world Eleutherococcus centicosis, and not other herbs that may be fa falsely labelled as actual ginseng. So... Using ginseng uh, may cause insomnia if you take it too close to bedtime. So best, um, like I said previously, take it in the morning. It has been reported to cause mild or temporary di uh, diarrhea in a few of the users. People who've got um, like rheumatoid arthritis or related diseases such as uh, lupus or psoriatic arthritis um, should probably avoid this actual herb, Siberian ginseng. It stimulates the immune system to produce um, B cells, which in turn actually release tissue destructive antibodies, which can uh, aggravate these conditions. So like I said, anything like arthritis, um, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, um, just best to avoid this Siberian ginseng though. But since it contains compounds that stimulate uh, testosterone production, men who actually have prostate disorders should probably not use it also. And uh, probably don't use Siberian ginseng if you have uncontrolled high blood pressure. It can be used during pregnancy or nursing. However, um, using this herb, you should avoid products that also contain Panax ginseng. Um, anyone who takes digoxin um, should seek the advice of a healthcare professional too before you actually take uh, Siberian ginseng. So the herb uh, drug combination has been reported to cause just uh, dangerously high serum digoxin levels and uh, animal research has shown that Siberian ginseng can increase sleep-inducing effects of barbiturates. So just uh, be careful if you're taking any of those um, drugs because it is contraindicated 
in those cases not to take it. Now, um, Shisandra is another beautiful herb. It's one of my favourite ones, particularly for the liver when you're going through stress. So it's um, Shisandra is actually described as an aromatic woody vine and it is native to northeastern China and uh, eastern United States and it reaches uh, a length of up to 25 feet bearing oval leaves and pink flowers and it does have the red berries as well you'll probably see shisandra berries that are dried for use in herbal medicine now um, the evidence of benefit so it's now recognized as an adaptogen a substance that is capable of increasing the body's resistance to disease and stress and as such it is said to balance body functions improve your mental functions um, actually this herb is just absolutely amazing it increases stamina and physical performance, it normalizes your blood sugar um, and normalizes your blood pressure. It reduces high cholesterol, improves the health of the adrenal glands, and it actually energizes your RNA and DNA, which there's a lot of talk about at the moment, molecules to actually rebuild them as well. Now, it's one of the most useful herbs from the herbal traditions of Asia for the treatment of liver diseases. And because it stimulates the nervous system to maintain breathing, it's actually useful as an antidote to, um, to morphine overdose. So it also increases um, uh, great visual acuity and the field of vision, as well as um, tactile sensitivity. So uh, we'd normally use it for cirrhosis of the liver and hepatitis. Um, it's one of those great, uh, most useful treatments for those ailments. It protects against the progression of cirrhosis to liver cancer. And also from chemical uh, damage, particularly damage from chemicals, you know, that have been activated by the liver to become um, poisonous. Uh, it does increase the flow of bile, though. And uh, so people who have gallstones or blockages of the bile ducts, um, be very careful. You probably shouldn't take this um, herb because it actually activates those um, gallstones and we don't want to get a blockage in your... Uh, in your bile duct. So um, it also should be avoided during pre pregnancy and people with um, peptic ulcers or epilepsy and high blood pressure probably also need to avoid Cassandra. Another one we probably have to um, just be advised from your health practitioner as well. So that is actually um, Shisandra, um Shinensis actually. Now you've probably all heard about uh, cordyceps. Uh, it, uh, it's also called Dong Chong, um, and the cordyceps was uh, in Chinese literally actually means winter bug, summer herb, and it's like an antlered fungus that grows in in insect larva. It's not too nice when you actually know about, but it's usually um, usually before the insect's cocoon is formed. The short stick-like fungus has a fat, full, round um, cross section, and it's gathered in the early summer. Although the fungus is found throughout Japan and even China, as well as um, on the Atlantic seaboard of the United States, it's actually very difficult to collect from the wild and so usually grown in laboratories um, in actual tissue cultures. So medicinal mushroom expert uh, Christopher Hobb says that uh, it was used exclusively in the emperor's palace because it was very scarce. It was prepared by stuffing it into the stomach of a duck and then slowly roasting the duck over a a low flame and then uh, the duck was eaten over time. But uh, the evidence of the benefit uh, towards stress and anxiety, it relieves the condition that traditional um, or TCM associates with kidneys, including high cholesterol and ringing in the ears. Um, it's an aphrodisiac and it was used to cure 
impotence as well. It's been used in cancer treatment. Uh, it does strengthen the immune system of people who have gone undergone radiation therapy, chemo or surgery. And it helps to strengthen people who've had long-term illnesses or they actually suffer from exhaustion. So it's known to boost energy levels and actually increase endurance in athletes. It's one of those buzzwords or herbs with athletes at the moment, the cordyceps. But um, specifically, um, it is available in tablets and tinctures, and you should not use it if you have um, hormone-sensitive disorders such as breast cancer for women or even prostate cancer for men, so don't use it. They're contraindicated in those conditions. And most manufacturers of cordyceps anyway um, do caution that fungus should be used only by adults and that people who use anticoagulant drugs, um, so your blood doesn't coagulate, or even if you have asthma inhalers or use immunosuppressant drugs for, say, lupus, psoriasis or rheumatoid arthritis, it's probably one of those herbs that uh, you shouldn't be using, but a fantastic herb, particularly for the liver when you're going through uh, stress. One of those that, um, one of the herbs that everyone talks about, and you've probably heard lots about, is uh, the Withania somniferia or ashwandra. Um, it is a plant in the same family as a tomato, believe it or not, and it grows and reaches a height of about five foot, uh, 170 centimetres. But like the tomato, it bears yellow flowers and red fruit. It's um, Though the fruit is berry-like in size and shape, it does grow pro prolifically in India and Pakistan and Sri Lanka. So it's um, a real great Ayurvedic herb. Um, the actual Hindi name meaning horse smell, and it refers not only to the smell of a horse, but also to a horse's strength. That's where it actually gets its aptogenic um, name. So some herbalists refer to it as um, Indian ginseng, since it's been used in Ayurvedic medicine in the same way that ginseng is used in traditional uh, Chinese medicine. Now, it's been used for more than 2,500 years as a great vitalizer. And today we would place it in the category, obviously, of um, an adaptogen because it's rejuvenating, it balances, it strengthens, and it calms the nervous system. It's actually useful for relieving fatigue, nervous exhaustion, and memory loss. Now, it also has a reputation as an aphrodisiac, and it is believed to help prevent sterility in males and sexual ailments too. Now, known as a mild sedative, it reduces mental chatter, and it actually does promote calm sleep. So fantastic for those people who can't get to sleep at the end of the day. It also promotes tissue regeneration and slows the aging uh, process. So withania has been a great herb used for, for you know thousands of years. Um, some great efficacious uh, qualities that it does have. It's excellent uh, for use in bodybuilding and for any type of physical sport as it gives that instant charge of long-lasting energy without that uh, use of stimulants that a lot of bodybuilders do use. So um, it has been used for Alzheimer's disease and memory problems. Um, it decreases the likelihood that the brain will cannibalize its own cells. So that's how it actually reduces the um, cognitive deficit and memory loss in uh, Alzheimer's too. In autoimmune disorders, it increases red and white blood cell counts after treatment um, of those actual um, uh, drugs or predestined for autoimmune diseases such as lupus. It actually helps increase the red and white blood cell counts after those types of treatments. But um, in regards to stress, and Ayurvedic medicine has used it as a general tonic for centuries, like I said, to actually stimulate long-term endurance. 
it contains steroid-like compounds that may increase um, the resistance to stress. So who can actually use this one? It's actually available in capsule form or as a tonic as well, as a herb. So the product you choose um, should be standardized for with aniloids. Um, when used to increase the sex drive, it should not be taken in instance of acute sexual activity as it affects take hold only about one week of, uh, of daily use. So um, don't forget, if you do find uh, withania berries as well, they can cause severe gastro gastrointestinal pain. So taking um, withania with tranquilizers may result in drowsiness and loss of coordination. So that's probably another time that you really shouldn't be taking this herb if you've got um, any tranquilizers. And uh, if you're taking any prescription drugs for anxiety or insomnia, or even a seizure disorder, uh, withania is probably not the time to actually um, take them in combination. So there's some of the herbs that we can use um, to help you gain long-term remediation of stress and anxiety. So that's a short one for me tonight. Um, I hope you've all been well. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we've got a great one on next week. We've got, I think, Dr. Isaac Golden, so uh, talking about uh, the immune system. So we'll see you next week. Hope you're all having fun and staying happy. Good night.